Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie, though, isn't it? Yeah. HappyHourLive.co.uk. See you in May. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I cooked a ready meal from a supermarket in an active volcano. So like it's, it's taking something that we all do and doing it in the most extreme like way you can think of. Why? <laughs> so. Didn't you get married for a video? Yeah. I've been married twice actually. And my girlfriend has now banned me from marrying people. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it wasn't until you did the second one that she went, okay, that's enough. Yeah. This guy had let me into casino with a parrot and I was winning loads of cash. Did he he think that something was up at that point? Well, you paid a private investigator to follow you for a month. I love that video. I wanted to know if, even when I knew somebody was following me, whether I would notice. I I didn't notice. Oh, you didn't notice one? Never. And like the amount that he was able to find out. It found like my home Wi-Fi password. How do you get information like that? It was the most read news story on the entirety of BBC News. So like, like not any other international news, it was wow. welcome to Luton is, is number one. But that is so anxiety inducing because I'd done all of this work mm. and it required somebody to tweet about it and that tweet to do well or go quote unquote viral for all of it to have been worth it. Because if it hadn't, it would have, I just would have paid five, six thousand pounds for nothing. Okay, now. They asked me what I was doing when I got to passport control in the UK because they'd seen that I'd left the UK and then landed back in the UK. Like there was no record. <laughs> there was no record that I'd got off anywhere. How did you explain it to them? So I managed to convince her that I had won a whale watching excursion and I took her 12 miles out off the coast of the UK and into, into international waters and robbed her. <laughs> It's probably the scariest thing that I've ever done. Because if any part of the like the, the, the crater of the volcano collapsed, we would have been absolute toast. Jack Mate's Happy Hour. Hello guys, welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Hour Podcast. Today, we have a man. Who's been on and two- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, how many times have you been on now, Max? This is my fifth. I actually don't think I need an introduction because the, view, <laughs> the audience members would be like, oh, yeah, he's back. Uh, you haven't been on since December 2021, though. So it's almost been two years. Okay. And I just want to let you know right off the bat, nobody has dropped out. Okay, yeah, I did I did wonder when I got the message, would you like to come back on? I thought is, is that why you said yeah, but I can't do it for a month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to make sure. 
And then and then I called your bluff. So this you actually thought you had to reinvite me back on because you're too awkward to say sorry. No, someone's just dropped out. Stevie's here as well. Cheers. How are you? Right. You okay, mate? Yeah. Had a haircut today. I have, yeah. I thought you were letting these bits grow out. Uh, a bit. I'm going to let it all grow, but you have to, as you're growing your hair, you have to keep getting it cut to keep it healthy. God, he's gay. As I said, he hadn't been his since, I haven't been his since December 2021, and my God, that hair is nice. I know it's annoying, isn't it? I was bald then. I just had it done in November 2021. Yeah. So, like, oh, you were probably you were probably sort of shedding all over the gap. Yeah, it's rank. Oh, what? look, it's getting some salt and pepper in there. I'm as getting well. old. Yeah, there's a lot of greys coming. Is through. that is that like a is that a polite way to say you're going grey? No, but it's it's but it's salt and pepper is kind of like a, he's, he's he's there is a little bit of grey coming in, but it's just looking real nice. Isn't he lovely? I'm glad he's back for the 17th time. He is lovely. We know this, but every guest that comes on seems to compliment your fucking hair and I'm getting sick of it. Say something nice about his teeth. No, no I'm not going to go to the teeth because I've, <laughs> so I've seen... He can't I've, bring himself to do it. I, I've seen the teeth. Um, I have to say... <laughs> we uh, all have. Yeah. Uh, we uh, have to say that Jack's really embracing the gingerness, which is nice. Thank you. You've, you've, you've got rid of the, the peroxide blonde. I'd prefer a compliment about the teeth. Teeth are also very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. I found out recently, well, as recently as the Tom Grennan episode, <laughs> yeah. which may or may not be out at this point, that he's given me something different to what I asked for. What, Tom Grennan or the author? The, 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 <laughs> if, if Tom Grennan did your teeth, then that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the, so what do you mean? I asked for veneers. And I've what's he crowns. giving you? He's giving you crowns. And he said he wasn't going to shave my teeth down to little stubs, but he very much did that. <gasps> Jack's got stubs. There's a there's a lawsuit in there. There is. Have who you, who did Ma it? Show Max the photo. What of your little gnashes? I'll show. I'll show. I'll show after. But it is. It's pretty horrible. He. I, I said, look, because I went to a posh gaff, right? Yeah. Doing all right. And uh, <laughs> everyone keeps thinking I went to fucking Turkey, which is fine. No. Really? But like lovely, lovely part part of the world. Yeah, but you would assume maybe the 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 stereotype is shoddier jobs. Is Potentially. That, I'm not going to cast aspersion on the Turkish orthodontal profession, but you can. I've met two people who went to Turkey and they've got way better teeth than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I said, yeah, I don't want I don't want them to shave them down to, to, to little... Oh, Fiona's just brought a fucking picture in. That, that, that's, that's my, they're my El Natural now. What do you think? Is that, that? a golf tee in your mouth? Uh, no, it's little... We get it, oh, wow. Max. You play golf now. <laughs> <laughs> Those are... And the, they didn't. They didn't shave the bottom ones. Nah. Did you get the bottom ones? No. <laughs> That's why they're yellow. <laughs> no, they're nice. <laughs> the fact you've complimented my bottom ones more naturally than the top ones. <laughs> Were you under anaesthetic for that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Just get the angle going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels great, mate. Um, mate, I'm I'm happy because you're happy. I'm not happy. Oh, then I'm furious. Just <laughs> <laughs> look back at the emails and it says veneers. Yeah, but I didn't get them. Anyway, this is not an episode about me. No. Max, it's about you. Hmm. First time you was on, I think was very early days when we spoke about your, when we spoke about Harrow and all those good things. You got the clip? Yeah. Uh, it did well? Did the clip? Did yeah. very well. Yeah, nice. Thank you for that. Um, Do you know what's weird is that in the thumbnail of that clip, you uh, included, I think it was just a stock photo they took at the time, but you included a picture of two people that were in all of my classes and my boarding house. No way. Yeah, in my year. That is weird. Yeah. Are you meant to do that, Jack? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I meant to do that. But since you were last on in Freddie December... Freddie and Jack. Oh, they've got names yep, as well. They, they do, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? I don't know, they're, they're posh. But it was very weird. I saw, the, I saw the thumbnail and thought, 
what? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you literally got people that I was at school with in the same class. I'm, but yeah, you got I'm, a clip. I'm a master of my craft. Do you want me to start doing it again? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you ever bummed? <laughs> oh, God. No, the first time I was on, you were just amazed that I'd heard of N-dubs. <laughs> <laughs> you go and see them on the return? On the return. No, I, no, I didn't love them that much. <laughs> right. But like when you asked what my favourite song was, and I said, like, I loved the N-dubs when I was growing up, you, you thought I was going to say, like, Jerusalem or something. <laughs> But no, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember all the comments were like, why Jack and Stevie treating like this guy like he's from literal outer space? <laughs> we're council estate boys. Yeah. We don't know your world. Kirby, you ever done Kirby? Yes. And we've we done call, all this. We've done all this. Did we do Kirby? Yeah, and, and, fucking hell. And I, no, and then, and then because I called it at school, we called it bums. That's how the bum thing... Maybe that's why it's on the front of my, my mind. And I've also just realised anyone who never listened to that episode, you have just turned to him and asked if he's ever been bummed. Oh, such stupid fucking pride. Cut that, oh. Katie. <laughs> oh, she's not with us anymore. She's not she's, no, Send she, one up. She's downstairs. She's DJing. She's DJing. Last time you was on, December 2021, you had 500,000 subscribers and went on Social Blade. Now you have 2.1 million. Congratulations. Mm, thank you very much. And wow. You just, you just reminded me downstairs. I said, one day you'll overtake me. Well, because you said that on the podcast. You said that on the episode. Mm. And I I remember thinking, oh, he's nice, isn't he, Jack? He's, he's, he's just being polite. I never, ever thought that, that I would ever get past a million. Now it's just two. Thank you very much, YouTube Shorts. It's very kind. Yeah, this is apparently the key to the success, which we are not doing. Yeah, why aren't you doing it? You keep uploading TikToks. Why aren't you uploading those same TikToks to Shorts? Because I get scared. But I don't think you can... What? <laughs> The shorts monster. <laughs> That's Alfie. <laughs> Sorry, Alfie. <laughs> yeah, it's these. Um, yeah, I just I feel like it's a waste of an upload. Like I feel like if people see boom boom like the notification too many times, they go. Well, you can turn off the notification for shorts, so you can like don't notify subscribers. You know so much yeah. about the game. So there are certain that for for shorts that I'm repurposing of a long form video, I'll turn that off because the audience is like, now we've already seen this. But then over time, YouTube then finds the audience for that. But you do need to YouTube Shorts like it's quite specific as to how to, how to make them do well. They've got to be around forty to sixty seconds. They've got to be more likely to do bigger numbers. They're forty to sixty seconds, and you've always kind of got to set up with a question. It's it's kind of set up and payoff. So. When I was repurposing the Welcome to Luton short, uh, which was a video I did where I wrote Welcome to Luton next to Gatwick Airport, I started with, can I trick an entire country into thinking they'd land in the wrong airport rather than I tricked an entire country into thinking they'd land in the then, right. then from a retention point of view, this is getting very nerdy. People then like will follow the story a lot more and then the payoff is much more rewarding. Harder for podcast clips then, isn't it? Yeah, but you could like uh, podcast clips always do super, super well. So I think get them on get them on YouTube shorts. Love it. We're learning already. Now, Max, we've got a new question. We don't ask about meal deals anymore. Yeah. Grown up. Yeah. Imagine a mythical, magical place far, far away. Yeah. Called the Happy Hour Hall of Fame. So yeah. we've grown up and I'm gonna imagine a mythical, magical place. <laughs> I'm grown up because I'm using words like mythical. <laughs> <laughs> you can submit any item into this Hall of Fame to yeah. be forever immortalized. Yeah. What would you like to submit? What means something to you? Stevie's old hairline. <laughs> because it's where he's come from. And and now he has got 
just a razor razor flat sharp hairline there and it's looking so good and i don't want stevie to literally forget his roots and so, <laughs> good. so i think good. that stevie's old hairline is is in my happy hour hall of fame because like it's it was an important part of the pod mm-hmm. and uh, i think i think i oh, just i'm so jealous of how good it looks your, yeah, yours is naturally good so you're fine you yeah. haven't had to do anything you're just amazing anyway well at the moment like that's probably my will go in a bit yeah, how old are you 29. Yeah, you're fine, mate. I'm 30. I've, I've, I needed oh, it years big, ago. Oh, big difference. No, because I needed it. <laughs> no, because I needed it years ago. He's, he's surpassed that. But no, I think Stevie's old hairline, purely for sentimental reasons, goes in my happy hour Hall of Fame. Really actually pissed me off. Really? Mm. Why? Because it's like one of the main things I had on him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. We can put your stubs in there. <laughs> my what? Stubs. Your, your teeth teeth. stubs. Oh, I thought you meant like, I thought you were trying to mug off the beard. Like, <laughs> your stubs, your, your stubs what have I there. ever <laughs> called it stubs? Oh, you're trying to get stubs, I Show it off in front of Matt. Actually, fine. If, if, if you're upset about that, then um, I would like to include the Jesse Lingard tattoo <laughs> in, in the Happy Hour Hall of Fame. Because again, that was something that was, uh, that, that, that was an incredible bit of content. Matt. And I've just had, I've just had a peek of it underneath the desk and it's, it's very much still there. <laughs> We all make mistakes. Right, some quick fire questions to get to know the man behind the fosh. Yeah. What's the best smell on the planet? Um, Cut grass and freshly opened tennis balls. Not at the same time. Such a posh answer. Yeah, okay, all right. Tennis, posh person. (laughs) (laughs) Freshly opened? Yeah. Like like a a, a can of, a tube of tennis balls. Oh, I thought you you could cut one in half. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a sandwich. Why is he smelling that? Like a focaccia on TikTok and they make like loaded sandwiches and they cut them like, whoa, look at that cross section. um, A tube of tennis balls, uh, specifically Slazenger, the ones they use at Wimbledon, they have a big can pull off, like a big can of Coke. Oh. Oh. oh, that's absolutely smashing. Great what what have other people said on this? Uh, we we don't s- always ask. We it. don't always ask. Um, oh. You like cut grass, don't you? I like cut grass, but I, I do have hay fever, so that, that does cause a problem. Mm. Um, I, I love the smell of petrol. <laughs> oh, so good. But it's probably a drug, isn't it? Yeah, but it's 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 an acceptable drug. Is it? If you're by the M6, um, mm-hmm. like if you're at home and you're, and you're sniffing it, you've either got a leak or you've got a problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, next to your car, I think that's, that's your, your time you're allowed to enjoy it. Yours? Uh, I like petrol. I like food. <laughs> Just most foods. I like petrol. <laughs> petrol food. <laughs> I was expecting you to ask me. Food. Like, yeah, most food. Smell- Melted cheese, I think, smells nice, but I hate cheese. Okay. What's one person you'd love to meet? Who's one person? You'd love to meet. What is one person? <laughs> um, dead or alive? Either. Either. Um, I'd love to meet... Um, Probably again. This is going to be a bit wanky. Uh, uh, an emperor called Tutankhamun, who was an Egyptian uh, pharaoh, and we don't really know much about him. And I think he's fascinating. When I was younger, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Oh, and I wanted to go and get my trowel out and dig up things. So Tutankhamun. It's me. I've heard his name before. Yeah, yeah. We had to learn about him in school. Yeah. Well, <laughs> As in prostitutes? Is that what you mean? Right. <laughs> Prostitute I've never in. heard someone, let alone your fiance, <laughs> abbreviate prostitutes to just toots. 
<laughs> now, Tutankhamun. Yeah, yeah. Tutankhamun. So we don't know much about him. No, he was, he was very young. Uh, he died very young. We think uh, we think that he had um, some physical abnormalities because in Egyptian pharaoh culture, uh, there was a lot of incest going on. And so the, the gene pool got, got very, very crowded. Um, so, yeah. So why are they teaching us about someone we don't know anything about? I'm not thinking they're teaching do like him, um, right. but that might be the Norwich curriculum. I, no, I remember learning about him and we had to, there was a class where we got an image of his sarcophagus mm. and we had to colour it in, design yeah. his sarcophagus, which yeah. doesn't feel right What's now, that? actually. Is, is that his belly? No, sarcophagus is the little tomb you put in. But then when you give it to like kids at school with like felt-tip pens with all the colours, it makes it look like he's just got like a pride sarcophagus, which, <laughs> think, which is quite cool. Why did you think it was his belly? Esophagus, I think I'm thinking of. Which, yeah. yeah. It sounds it's a little close. bit like it, yeah. It's close. What have we got next, Stevie? What's the silliest app on your phone? Okay. Here we go. We normally ask most unusual, but you're a silly boy. I'm a silly boy. Silliest app on my phone. Um, the Among Us app is pretty silly. Oh, we, we used some, to play that all the great time. Times on that. Yeah, man. we had a lot of fun on on Among Us. You used to bring your friend on who sounded just like you, and it was yeah. really hard to judge. Yeah. I mean, exact, Rory, yeah, yeah, exact same voice. You just had the He's same voice that made it really that. difficult to play. Yeah, and Rory is spelt with like nine vowels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hate that. <laughs> But yeah, sort it out, lad. R-O-R-Y, that would have been fine. Um, but no, um, probably the silliest app on my phone, because I don't really know why I've got it, is the Weatherspoons app. Have you been in a spoon? Yes, I've been yeah. in a spoons. <laughs> yes, I have. I feel like we need to continue the idea that we've never met such a posh man before, <laughs> yeah. and we don't understand how he lives life. What's your... You go in Weatherspoons today, what are you ordering, Max, food-wise? Um... Do they do pizzas? Oh they do. God. They do now. <laughs> do they? Uh, the chips are nice. I like the chips, and I like the aesthetic bowl, the blue and white china. That's that's nice. You've only seen it on Google. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know they've got different carpets and everything. Every single spoons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the chips are nice. Uh, and a pint of carling, please. Okay. Do you wash your legs? No. Ever. So I would sometimes wash like in between my toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like kind of middle of thigh down to ankle. Never. Gravity does it. Perfect. My guy. I'll allow it. What gives you the ick? Oh, people. Oh, oh. When people say they dislike, when, and specifically, when people say they dislike the word moist. It's not a new thing to say. You don't dislike it. It's just you've heard somebody say that once at the pub and thought, oh, that's a, that's a funny thing I'm going to say the next time I'm around at the pub. It's like, no, everyone says it. You can't massively dislike a word. If you do, that's an ick. Um, so, yeah, people who say they dislike the word moist. It's a word. There's plenty of others. Who's playing you in a biopic of your life? Um, I really want Lawrence Fox to do it. Oh, my <laughs> yes. Uh, that would be that'd be fun. Um uh, who else would do it? Uh, well, Eddie Redmayne probably. Just, just floppy air posh like. That's an actual. That's actually. That's actually a really good shout. Isn't perfect it? shout, isn't yeah. it? Who would be? He's me? got. He's got the range of Hawking and Fosh. Just <laughs> <Is> Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> um, Keith Lemon. Keith. <laughs> what for me? No, he said who would be him. Oh, Keith Lemon. Oh, sorry, Lee Francis. It's his name. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Damien Lewis. Yeah, fine. You if they're, if they're doing the 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 hot rom com version. Am I the hot version? Yeah. No, he's the hot version. He's the hot version. Oh, for fuck. Well, you be, but you're still he's still playing you. Yeah, but huh. I, I don't want to be the ugly version of it. No, right. you're not. We're so, all unique. 
<laughs> he says things in such a nice way, even when insulting. <laughs> not nice. No, not at all. Uh, I think Damien Lewis is a good shout. Yeah. Um, I think also Daniel Craig. Oh. Yeah. He's a hot version. He's, He's also like 60. Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> yeah. What about Tom Felton? Um, my best friend. Yeah. Um, I did a video where I legally became his best friend for the context. <laughs> that would sound really weird. <laughs> out of context. Uh, sure, if, if if he'll do it. Um, I think for Stevie, Javier Bardem. Um, How do you spell that? J-A-V. I get loads of footballer shouts. People... I Man on! <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for a bus. People used to say Charlie Austin. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Charlie Austin, yeah. yeah. Then, um, Gundogan, people kept sending me. And I went, he's an attractive man, so I'd rather be him. Gundogan. But it's just yeah. another man with dark hair and a beard. But Charlie he's... Austin, definitely. I get Wayne Hennessy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, take, I'll take Javier Bardem. Yeah. Well, I think Jim Carrey as well. Yeah, when I don't have a beard. Actually, he's got a beard now. Mm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> final, final get to know. Who's your hero, Max Fosh? My hero. Freddie Mercury, I think he's my hero, and my and my dad. No. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen to the pod. Don't need to. Don't need to get points for this. <laughs> Not working on the will today, Max. Um, uh, yeah, probably Freddie Mercury. Because I remember I watched him perform at Live Aid. Not at the time, but like as a as a replay. Um, that Queen at Wembley was like the first time when I was like eight, where I saw how someone could be an entertainer and perform and just have an entire like 80,000 people in the palm of their hands. I was so inspired by him and I think they great, make great music. Great answer, mate. Great answer. Now, Max, we did briefly touch on the success you've had recently from 500k to 2.1 milli. It's been very nice. Um, how's it changed your life? No. Has it or how has it? Whatever. Um, it's been it's been great. I mean, looking at, at YouTube now a little bit more seriously, um, there's, there's, a bit of a, there's a bit of a team now. Um, but not not big. There's just three of us, including me. So this is the size of of, of my team. What roles do they have? Uh, producer Molly, the producer, and Aziz, my editor and kind of like creative partner in a way, right. because like we talk a lot about the ideas together and we talk about the story structure of each video and like write out the beats of the video, what we think is going to happen, what we hope is going to happen. Um, and there's a lot of like diving into okay how does it lead to this next bit what's the audience thinking there's a lot of storytelling like stuff that we think about yeah yeah your videos are obviously like they've gone up a like a massive level haven't they like, the last couple of years they how do it's like well how am i going to word this right so when you your your video ideas yeah they could go when you ask the question at the start they could go in so many different ways yeah so how can you plan for how they go so we just think about like often with story structure you have um the hook yeah. and then action pinch point one so something goes wrong you overcome that pinch point two where like that like it's seemingly like oh my god the big thing has gone wrong here all is lost and then the culmination of the video so we write that out and we think about the various scenarios sometimes there are videos that we have no idea how it's gonna it's gonna happen and how it's gonna plan out but there are others where we know okay um what am i talking about here what scene are we in um but also trying to keep it to feel like quite like i'm i'm doing this thing and just you guys are along for the ride so what what's what's your what what is a max fosh video what separates you like what separates the ideas that don't make it to the ones that do i think whether 
just that genuinely the title, like we are so into what is the title and the title with like the ideas when it comes to a title, it's just contrast. It's just something you know in the weirdest way you can think of. So like a video that's coming out, it's out, actually out now by the time this is out that I've been trying to make for ages is I cooked uh, a ready meal from a supermarket in an active volcano. So like it's it's taking something that we all do and doing it in the most extreme like way you can think of. And so that's kind of thing with comedy and just generally it's just juxtapositions and misdirection. So you set something up and then you just completely subvert expectations. So that's basically how a lot of the but almost all of the ideas just come from that. So so as you said, this video isn't out yet at the time of recording. Yeah. It will be one of the time people are listening to this. So we can genuinely just ask you questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah is wild <laughs> why <laughs> so i wanted i always get slated um actually th that is a very good question so why is the next ask we've got a title that's the next question that we always ask ourselves when we're making a video is that what's the emotional so if someone's seen the video they like the video they clicked on the video you then need to give an emotional reason why you're doing it other than because it's funny because otherwise there's no reason why someone would stick around for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes to keep watching. So what's the emotional reason behind cooking a mic? So I've always not liked spicy food. My friends always take the piss about how I just order a korma when I go to the curry house. Mm -hmm. It's a good curry. It's fine. I agree. It's, it's not nice. Great. It's not great. Dan sack or nothing. So Dan sack. Exactly. And you moaned at that being too spicy. No one's day. heard of it. It's decent. Sweet, okay. sweet and sweet and soury. Sweet and sour. Okay, not, Dan Sack. Yeah, I won't try it because I don't really like spicy food. Well, that's why I see you've fucking ate, you've eaten a volcano. So well, how many? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've completely understood what he said. The did. amount of rennies I got after that. I tell you. <laughs> um, no, so I, I've always been taking the piss out by my mates for like eat, not eating spicy food. So I thought I'm going to cook literally the world's hottest curry. <laughs> <laughs> so it might not be the spice in it, but it is going to be the world's hottest curry. So we started thinking about doing this like two years ago um, and there were no volcanoes that were that were on at that time. <laughs> um, so like there are two different types of volcanoes. There's cone volcanoes that are very pointy and like build up pressure and then explode. Yeah. And there are shield volcanoes that kind of like lava comes up from the ground like it's quite slow and sludgy. Right. We needed a shield volcano because if I went to a cone volcano, there's probably a likelihood that I would die. And I cannot imagine the Daily Mail headline if I did die whilst cooking a ready meal in an active volcano. Those comments would be dreadful. <laughs> YouTuber dies whilst trying to cook, cook ready meal in an active volcano. And then I guarantee in the first line they would say, where he was educated at Harrow School, which yeah. is 40,000 pounds a year. Um, He'd never heard of Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Just recently heard of end ups. Um, <laughs> So we like looked for vo like volcanoes for ages as to where we could do it. And we reached out to various volcanologists who are like people who are experts wow. in volcanoes around the world. And we had a person, a volcanologist in basically every location around the world where it was possible. So the Congo, Ethiopia, Iceland, uh, Italy, um, and Indonesia. And 
the one in the Congo, they said, yeah, it's possible. It's actually, it's actually like you can go now, but we would need to hire an armed militia because there's a civil war going on in the Congo right now. Right. So we didn't go to the Congo because <laughs> I thought, I don't think I can, I don't want to take on that you're, much You're not risk. hardest geezer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's who can play Jack in a film, hardest geezer. I'll take that. Yeah. Can he act though? Uh, maybe, but he can run, my word. Um, <laughs> so we then were waiting for ages and then about a year ago, uh, eruption happened in Iceland. It went off. I got a call. It's like, right, come right now. Just had an eruption. It's amazing. And it was slap bang in the middle when I was touring with my show. So I couldn't. And then this year I got called again and be like, it started again. Get yourself here. We were literally out there within nine hours. What? And we landed. We landed in Iceland and it was midnight, and but it was still bright. It was middle of the summer. And our volcanologist, our guy called Chris, or volcano expert Chris, came to us and said, he met us at the airport and said, look, I've got some good news and some bad news. Good news is the conditions right now are perfect. The bad news is they're only perfect right now. So we need to go right now. And it was a four hour hike to the volcano from like where you could drop the car. So it was one in the morning. <laughs> we just got off a flight and I looked to like <laughs> Aziz and Molly, my producer and editor, I was like, as your boss, I'm not saying that you need to come, but I'm going. If you'd like to join me, please do. And they were like, yep, nope, we're coming. So we then walked for four hours. We got to the volcano. Halfway to the volcano, Chris realized that he'd forgotten the gas masks. Oh, shit. And he said, no, we'll be all right because the wind's in the other direction at the moment. I was like, well, what if the wind changes, Chris? <laughs> He's like, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. We got there um, and we got out the... I bought a, bought a, the curry from Iceland, the mm -hmm. supermarket. I mm -hmm. got out my bag. I brought it from the UK in my in my check-in. Nice. Got it out. <laughs> that would be the weirdest thing going through, like the, the scanner, just four commas. You're like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> we got there and Chris turned to me. He's like, right, we need to go right now. He put me in the big old suit, the heat suit. And he said, okay, what are we cooking, cooking it in? And I realized, oh, this is just being, this is just in plastic. And he was like, yeah, we, we can't put the oh, plastic. Didn't take a big no, we didn't put we didn't I didn't bring a pan. a pan or anything to put the curry in because if we just put the plastic on the lava, it would have just melted. Yeah. So he just was like, don't worry. He then got a can of monster that he had in his bag, tipped it upside down, cut down the middle of the can of monster, flattened it out into some tray, and was like, right, here you go. So we made this like makeshift this like pan for us, plonked the aluminium on the lava, took about 25 seconds right get it off i was like full heat suit it was absolutely boiling took it off scrammed it world's hot curry Done. wow yeah you ate it yeah i ate it it was yeah it didn't make you ill or anything no it properly cooked yeah properly cooked so the lava's coming out and it's like seeping down the rock yeah and so so how how thick's the lava then oh it's probably the the, the it'd probably be like seven six seven foot uh but like it that's that's it it, it like sludges down and then it builds and then once it hardens it's about six or seven foot and so like it just comes out the bottom of the uh of the dried lava how are you not dying because it's really slow it's not touching it i'm not touching it so we so imagine right the microphone is the volcano yeah it's blowing up this is all the dried lava mm -hmm. and stuff i walk walk down here <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of the lava it's still quite hot so you just hack away some new lava just oozes out and then you just plop that on and take it off. <laughs>
Just watch the mid. <laughs> it's the easiest way to easiest way to describe. Was it. it scary? It was really scary because if any part of the like the, the the crater of the volcano collapsed, we would have been absolute toast. But yeah, yeah. Then the Daily Mail article would have been would have been written. It's probably the scariest thing that I've ever done um, because it was just hot. It was it was time pressured. How hot is it in that suit? Uh, probably like fifty degrees. And, and you're there for, what, 25 minutes, did you say? Not that long. I mean, I was probably in the suit for a maximum of about, like, eight or nine minutes. And, and the suit is to stop the heat from the... So it's, is the suit there to cool you down? Yeah, yeah, because the, the suit is basically just one massive, like, mirror. So it reflects all the heat back off of you. So the, the lava itself is about four, five, six hundred degrees. And so when you get close to it, all of the heat is radiating off that, but then it... it sees the well doesn't see it uh it just reflects and bounds off the off the suit wow so then you can get you can get close enough to to do something quickly but if you like left it there you would then start to cook yourself if you put your finger in it is your finger just going oh it's gone absolutely just gone i do that for a video (laughs) what (laughs) it's not jackass (laughs) get knoxville back in this is why he doesn't upload anything yeah But there's room for me. Yeah. yeah. Where, where would you rank that video compared to others that you've done? It's probably the proudest video I've ever done. Oh, because really? like the amount of time, the length of time it took to to make that video, we were, well, that was in production for like two years. And we were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And everyone was like, nah, it's not possible. So, okay. So uh, again, at the time of recording, yeah. this hasn't, it hasn't come out. No, it hasn't come out. So what are you going to, how are you going to predict it's going to perform? After, so how long would this video this this podcast be out um, two weeks after, or we could we could go Thursday, so we could do four days after. So four days after, yeah. I think it will be on one point two million. I'll be very intrigued to find out. If It'll be really embarrassing if it's on like two hundred k. All of your videos bang now, though. Yeah, we we ba- we can almost almost guarantee that it will hit a million after a week. And then after what happens after that, it's it's out of our control. Does the way YouTube is now, because I genuinely don't know, just yeah. don't upload after after a week, like my videos used to fall off a cliff after like three or four days because yeah. they were so reactive. Yeah. So what can yours can, can yours boom like months later? So they can, but it's quite rare. So yeah, normally the first three or four days, that's when like the core audience, the people who are who are basically going to watch most videos, are clicking on it. And then YouTube like kind of takes that data, I think, and then decides whether to push it to a new audience. But then I still don't understand because I did a video where I competed in Mr. Universe as like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and I'm not a bodybuilder. And like out of the gate, it didn't do, it it didn't perform as, as, as usual. And then it was like flatlined on like six, 700K. And then about three weeks afterwards, it just took off. And I have no idea why. Still no idea. Do you do you find when you upload shorts it then gives it another boost no. afterwards or not? It's like a completely different like viewer system. I don't think that they they definitely won't they go over and watch your long form. What might happen is that then YouTube will then realise that you watch that kind of stuff in your shorts recommendations and then they might serve you that in your long form recommendations. Yeah. But I don't think people are are then going to move over. It's a certain type of person who likes to watch a short. Yeah. I watch shorts and TikToks all the time, like everyone, and only maybe two or three times have I ever, like, watched the short and then gone, wow, that seems interesting, and then gone, left that page, gone to the search engine, searched it up. It's normally just some mad shit 
Joe Rogan said. And I'm like, is that true? Yeah. I get annoyed yeah. by anything that's like, check out part two for yeah, more. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not checking that out. Yeah. You could have just put it in this bit. No, but do you not feel <laughs> <laughs> do you not feel that when you're like going, well, I, I, you could have put this in part one. Yeah. You've purely done that so we go and check more. Mm. Yeah. That's, it'd have to be very interesting for me to then go and sort look for it. How many video ideas do you have, Max, that are probably never going to be made? Probably quite a lot. And because they're just on my phone and they they don't really mean much. Like I'll literally just go through video ideas and, and genuinely I don't think I, I even though I've written these down, I won't know what they mean. Do you get your ideas in day to day or do you sit and have sessions where you just try and come up with ideas? Like a bit of both. Yeah. So um, we do, I do writer's day sessions right. where I'll get in like comedy writers mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a director who I work with a lot who directed my live show, a guy called Ed Stambouli and, and he really understands YouTube also like storytelling really, really well. Mm -hmm. And we get him in and he's great because like he can bring in like the comedy writers that he thinks will do really like a good job mm -hmm. and then I'll bring the YouTube side of things. Right. But it's quite analytical. It's like thinking about, okay, a lot of the time we actually use, I say it's quite analytical, then I'm going to say we use random word generator quite a lot um, because of just like, it's just common things that everybody knows. And so we we came up with an idea in the last one. I took uh, an SAS squadron to my mate's paintball party. Um, and so we're going to like, like do that in a couple of months. Um, so that was just like, I think the word paintball came up. I mean, right. Okay, everyone knows what paintball party is. Everyone's done them before. Okay what is the oddest what's the most weird thing you could do at a paintball party oh bring so like good. highly trained people and that came from a like a random and word that came from a random word generator so wow that's uh, smart that's that's normally how it works but then by the end of the day it's just absolute rubbish <laughs> we're yeah. just kind of sitting staring at the ceiling just going ah, i don't know what can we do about desks <laughs> and then they'll be like shut up um what's um what have you have you ever made a video filmed a video and then it's never been posted um probably not we've always and gone back and like if it hasn't worked we've always gone back and seen how we could could make it work right but yeah no almost every single time i i think i can't think of an experience an instance where we filmed one that hasn't that surprises hasn't me out. that surprises yeah. me because there's always a way like there's definitely times where videos haven't worked but you can always either pivot and just keep filming and it will take a little bit longer mm. or the, the the failure just becomes part of the video and i think audiences can appreciate that if the story is like they've they've been handheld along the way i think you've hit this point with your videos now that if like i see something happen or i see something online there's a bit of me that goes that could be a max fosh video right you know like how we do it with robbie all the time yeah. oh, someone's taking out their bins that's a that's a robbie video yeah. like i think you've now got that so i think people can instantly recognize your style of video yeah it's like um it's kind of like that sort of like Nico model, but it's, it's definitely different now. Yeah, I th yeah, I, th I think so. Um, I was really interested to see like Nico's like Biggest Menace series. Yeah. Um, because he's now really going down like still get like the the prank uh, genre. Yeah. Which is doing very very well for him. Um, but I think that I don't think for me it, there's that much longevity in it for me because, right. firstly, I don't really enjoy making them. I find it so. I get so like so like anxious before mm. I'd film any like pranky stuff. So no, but have, Nick, yeah. uh, have you ever watched another YouTuber's video and thought like, I wish I came up with that first? Oh yeah, like so many, and that's 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 when you know someone's made a really good YouTube video is when you sit there and you're really enjoying it, but also you're a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that I, I'm so picking up on the vibes good. that you're talking about. Meet the YouTuber that has yeah. sex with my dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, you probably want to know about my muse and how I came up with that. <laughs> to be fair, there is a little bit of juxtaposition between having sex with your dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good title. What's your most viewed video? Is it the tourist one? Yeah, I trick tourists into many, thinking they're How many views? I don't know. I'll tell you how many, Max. 12 million. 16 million on Meet the YouTuber who have sex with a dog. So if you need any ideas, Damn it. I need to... me up. Lava. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's beat, let's beat Jack. <laughs> you have got twice as many subs now, though, so don't worry yeah. too much. Yeah. Right. Let's talk a bit about that video, Max, because is that the video that elevated it a little bit to another level? I'm talking about the um, the tourist one. Yeah. Briefly explain. Welcome explain, to Luton. Yeah. Explain the synopsis again real quick. So I wrote in massive letters... Uh, some a sign that said "Welcome to Luton" right before planes landed into Gatwick Airport to make people think they'd landed at the wrong airport. Now, I think that this was this was like has been done before. Like a guy in America, you always see it on like Instagram pages that pops up um, as one of those like perennial like evergreen news stories where a guy wrote "Welcome to Cleveland" on his roof and he lives in Milwaukee. And oh. so he did it like 30 years ago, but oh. it's really small. And also you can't really see it as you're coming into land. It's like in the city, but three or four miles away from the airport. Right. Um, and I love this guy because when they asked him, why did you do it? He said it was Wednesday. Like, <laughs> he's just, he's like that's my kind of guy. And I saw it and I thought, hey, how could I do this first? Letter? Like with an English twist, but also with a me twist. And I thought, okay, well, let's first of all, let's get this as close to the, like the, 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 runway as possible so i looked to do it in heathrow and then i realized that all of the space near heathrow because it's central london is just like filled there's no area that you could like have like a hundred meters worth of like field did you say field yeah it's all filled uh, oh, yeah you yeah, said yeah. field no no, 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 no. perfect no, no that would have been perfect no yeah <laughs> heathrow's all houses right. like you come over hounslow like you couldn't do it heathrow so then looked at gatwick and yeah just realized that either side of the of the runway there were just loads of farms and so I then just went around, knocked on doors. Because I realized it would be so weird if if someone got cool and said, hi, can I rent your field for six weeks to write a message in it? So I thought I need to do this in person. So I did a lot of like knocking on doors. What's the pitch, Matt? Oh, it's, it's firstly, I've realized you need to allay the concerns that they have in their head. So when someone opens the door and they see a floppy haired posh bloke sitting in front of them, um, the first thing I said is, don't worry, I'm not here to repossess your house. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a terrible joke. Don't keep that in. That's awful. Um, so the first thing I would say is, sorry, I know this is really weird. So like, because then immediately they're like, who's this, this, this guy is odd. So it, it shows like self-awareness mm. that you also understand that it's weird. It's like, <laughs> I'm looking, then I would say, I'm looking to see whether it's possible to rent your uh, property for six weeks for some advertising. And then if they were still interested, then I would then try and tell the story that I wanted to write. Well, I'd tell the story of the guy in America. I want to write, Welcome to Luton. And I found this family who they own a business that's right next door, but they had this just kind of bit of land that was completely empty. And it was long. It was a long, thin strip. And it was about 100 meters long. I was like, oh, absolutely perfect. So I said, can I rent it for six weeks? And they wasn't being used. So they then said, great, uh, sure. Um, I said, how much do you want for it? And they were like, how much? do you have? And I said, I'll do it for 3,000 pounds. They were like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So rented the land. I had it for six weeks. Um, I then needed to make the sign. So I thought, how could I keep a sign in place for six weeks without it getting damaged, blowing away? So then I got an artist involved who cut it all out of tarpaulin. So we just ordered like 200 square meters of tarpaulin. 
artist cut it out to say welcome to Luton. We spent the day hammering it into the into the into the like the earth. And at this point, we have no idea whether it's visible from the plane, yeah. whether it's funny. Like <laughs> um, we chose Luton because we thought that's probably a bit of a meme airport. We were going to write welcome to Dublin or welcome to New York at various points, but we were like, right, no, Luton it is. So we put it in, we put it down, and like we could see planes coming in. We could see the finished article and thought. I have no idea what it looks like. So then I bought a flight from Heathrow to Gatwick via Amsterdam. I didn't leave. I didn't get off the plane. <laughs> so it was, it was, we flew to Amsterdam. They, they got everyone off. I stayed in the gate and then just got straight back on the same flight that was going to, to, to Heathrow. Did anyone at that point ask you what you were doing? No, they asked me what I was doing when I got to passport control in the UK because I hadn't gone. They, they couldn't see that my passport had, they'd seen that I'd left the UK <laughs> And then landed back in the UK. Like there was no record. <laughs> there was no record that I'd got off anywhere. How did you explain it to them? So at this point, this was like two days after the uh, the video. The, I, two days after I put up the tarpaulin, and I'd said, "Oh, I I wrote the welcome to Luton sign down the road, praying that she knew what I was talking about." Right. Um, and she just looked at me. This is one of my favorite moments ever. She looked at me, raised her eyebrows, and just went, Oh, you naughty boy. And then stabbed my passport <laughs> and gave me a back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. This is this is this is going well. And then So so was that the first time you'd heard of other people knowing? Yeah, about so I I I I remember I'd spoke to the uh the flight attendant mm -hmm. getting on the plane. So before we got to Gatwick, I was like, have you heard about this like Gatwick, like welcome to Luton sign thing? And they said, yeah, yeah, I think I think I saw it on my last flight, but they weren't like, oh yeah, I've seen it, but they weren't also like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and it was actually that day, luckily, two days after we put up the video, two, two days after we put up the sign, did the, the first tweet about it get posted by somebody else. And that was just a random... And just a random woman. Because I didn't Abby. know if you'd planted somebody. No, to... no, no, no. no. Right. Like, we, were thinking, we were thinking about like, Okay, if, if if nothing happens, what do we do? Mm. Like, we need to have a backup plan. But luckily, almost immediately after I got off the flight, I saw that this woman called Abby had tweeted about it, and it was already starting to pick up traction. It had like five hundred likes on a, on a on a um, Twitter page that didn't have that many followers. I mm -hmm. thought, okay, right, so maybe this is dying. And then by the time at the end of that day, it was on like thirty k. So that's when it. And then the the news picked it up. It was the most it was the most read news story on the entirety of BBC News for one day. So like, like not any other international news, it was wow. Welcome to Luton is, is number one. And so that's when I thought, okay, phew. But that is so like anxiety inducing because I'd done all of this work mm. and it required somebody to tweet about it and that tweet to do well or go quote unquote viral for all of it to have been worth it. Because if it hadn't, it would have, I just would have paid five, six thousand pounds for Nothing. Do you think the news picking up on it is why the video itself then did so well? Yeah, I think so. And we we got we got super lucky that the news picked up on it, and it was because it, uh, I think people liked it because it was just that ah oh, that's that's nice that's funny oh, yeah it's it's silly. harmless it's we, so harmless we live in a world in which the news is so fucking scary it'd yeah. be nice to have that sort of light relief yeah my yeah. favorite thing is then it went it then went around like the daytime tv kind of like uh classic debate based shows <laughs> you're jeremy vines yeah and he's his job his job is to make debates out of things mm. and so they were like talking about whether this was whether this prank was mean-spirited and he was, he was like <laughs> 
Do we think that this could potentially be damaging? People might have heart attacks thinking they've landed in the wrong airport. <gasps> and everyone on the panel whose job they're there to be like as divisive as possible, they all went, shut up. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's a bit of fun. It's quite silly. It's quite funny. And uh, he he also just like, yeah, no, no, you're right. So when, when these shows pick up on these things, do yeah. they, one, need to ask your permission? No. Or do they ever ask you for comment? No, because at that point they didn't really know it was me. But the BB, um, oh. but when they did, uh, we've got a, a, a. I know somebody who is one of the producers on the Chris Moore's show, and so at this point it was quite a big news story. It's like, can I reveal that it was me on the Chris News? Because they do a um a segment called like Who's That Person, and so I like came on, and they like Dom didn't know, and so they they revealed that I was the person who did the work of blues, and so that was the beginning of the video, and that gave it a little bit extra like oomph. That's uh, for the vid. And, and and why do you think that is your most viewed video? I don't know. I think because it's silly, it's harmless. Uh, I don't think the thumb, title and thumbnail is very good. Do you not? No, I think maybe because the it was just so that that picture that the news The thumbnail posted. is the BBC. It's just the BBC thing, like yeah. picture. Um, there's not, we didn't guess, add anything It makes else. it look like it's a proper account that posted it. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like BBC News have, have, have done it. And we thought that the title was really confusing. Like the title, we I tricked tourists to think they'd land at the wrong airport. Like, what? Um, and so- yeah, That's good in a way. Yeah, maybe that asking, makes people yeah. click. Maybe, I yeah. don't know. I, I still don't really know why that video did, like, did, did so well. It's a really fun video, but I think that I thought there were more like YouTube-y meta videos that would have would have performed better. I love it. Moving on from Luton. Yeah. To you being followed. Oh, yeah. Favourite of ours. You paid a private investigator yeah. to follow you for a month. I love that video. Yeah. It was, it was, it was genuinely, that was just a video I was curious about. I wanted to know if, even when I knew somebody was following me, whether I, I would notice. I, I didn't like, notice. Oh, you didn't notice once? Never, never. When I see you upload a video now and I see the title, I instantly just go, why? Like, I can't, listen. Good, I know it's always just like. But also I, it's good because like YouTube is so full of clickbait now. When you see a Max Swash video. You know he's like, actually he's done, done it. it. He's yeah. actually done this. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we kind of thought, okay, we, we looked into what like private investigators actually do. And a lot of it is they will just find out where you are like physically. Yeah. It's like where you physically go to. Um, and they are really expensive. They're like four, 500 pounds a day. How do you find them? We found our, I'm not really sure how much I can say about this, but we found ours through an agency. Let's okay. just say that. Right. Um, and they were like super adamant that like they were completely voiceless, nameless, yeah. completely anonymous. Um, but it was all done. I gave um, my editor Aziz like the power. I was like, right, we organize like the private investigator when you know that I'm doing something so like, over the course of the month like you've got seven or eight days budget worth here where like just pay them on certain days and so um because it wouldn't be very like if i was just editing all day in my flat like we would have spent 500 quid from to sit outside my house yeah that's that's it but other than that we didn't we didn't say anything other than like try and find out as much information as you can um, and we gave a little bit of a cart like uh, an allowance for him to like do other things as well which he did manage to do um but aziz didn't give him too much information about you at the start no no no, no. he just he just told him he told he told the private investigator my name and that was and, and my and like that i have a youtube channel and that was about it so did the private investigator know why he was doing it 
Um, yes, he knew what he was doing because we need we needed to like him to to film a lot of a lot of the stuff. But like mainly, he's he said to us that was really not. It didn't really matter to him either way because he was going to get surveillance anyway. And whether we used it or not, because we had to we had to get him to do like the final bit where he revealed it all to me uh, in the in the studio. And so we had to get him to like agree to that. But like other than that, he was just like, yeah, it doesn't really make much difference. I'm still I'm still surveilling and recording what I see and getting as much information as I can. Why do people use private investigators to like, find like cheating partners? Cheating partners. I've found out it happens a lot in like business like to find out what your competitors are doing. And then you hire counter surveillance to find out if you're being followed. So you hire a private investigator to see whether another private investigator is following them. Is that how you came up with the follow-up? Well, no, the, the follow-up was just like, we saw we saw loads of comments being like, oh, like get two private investigators to follow each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, okay. Um, and they weren't, they found out, they worked it out pretty quickly. Did they? Yeah. And they weren't like, they really weren't that happy when, when they found out that like we had double crossed them. Not double crossed them, but had not told them yeah double oh really them. what they the, what the original guy that you did it with was yeah annoyed. yeah they were both quite annoyed and so like i've kind of started burnt all of my bridges within the in the in the private investigator community oh yeah wow. because then because the, the reason at the end it was that i the, the 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 finale of that was i wanted to get a photo of two of them in the same shot was that like, impossible it was so hard i'd managed to get it but the ending is a bit like they are really far away and it's like really grainy and so are they it, following i they're following each other. Yeah, they're just given like names and information. And then like the more they dig, the more they realize that, oh, this person is just a private investigator. But which which is fine. But then I think I don't know how they managed it. They were managed to work it out. But then they realized that they were being paid to follow each other. <laughs> and so that was a call that I didn't enjoy receiving. <laughs> Why the fuck did you pay me to follow you? <laughs> is that his actual yeah. voice? Yeah. You <laughs> didn't even distort. No, no distortion in that at all. Um, and I think, and then, and then, like all the comments being like, "Why are you get another private investigator to follow a private investigator to follow that private investigator?" It's like one of friends, doesn't it? A Russian doll of private yeah. investigators. Um, but yeah. I had him with the initial one. He sat next to me on the tube and was taking photos of me. And then I had no idea until I sat opposite him in a, in like in a studio and he just gave me photos of him just sat next to me on the tube. And I'd never seen that man before in my life. To be fair, I was very engrossed in Candy Crush. It was really, it's really <laughs> embarrassing. You just see me just like this. <laughs> just, just guy pointing your camera just right in my face. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> disco ball. Um, so that was... Uh, yeah, that was that was wild, and like the amount that he was able to find out. I found like my home Wi-Fi password. How do you get information like that? No idea, no idea. But the more I have like looked into, well, the more I've talked to him, and also I've I've met people who do ethical hacking as well. They can they can get anything. Like it's just you've had so that happen to you before, haven't you? I had, a, I had a guy call me up on. Um... It, weirdly it was april fool's day so i thought it was a joke and he called me up and he was like he had a, like a name like a code name and from what i can remember it's a few years ago now but he was like i've hacked all your social media and i was like yeah good one he was like check your instagram profile picture and i went on and it was like a bear or something i was like oh <laughs> shit so i was like being really nice to him oh good one buddy <laughs> like, you're you're good at what you do and then he was like um he said i'm an ethical hacker he said, I could easily take all this. This is he, he sort of alluded to how he did it, but didn't tell me exactly. He was like, this is my 
burner account. He's like, follow it. And uh, I followed it. And he had 12 other followers. One of them was a Kardashian. One of them was Logan Paul. One of them was I'm Alex. (laughs) (laughs) He's picked a very niche set of clientele to target there. So I just called Alex up. I was like, who's this guy? He's like, yeah, you can just get into anything. So yeah, that was that was scary. So it's what really scary? What did the PI ha- have on you then? So it had a photo of you on the tube. A photo of me on the tube. He had my home Wi-Fi password. He just had a lot of information about my family, like a lot of information about who we all are, what we all do. Um, he had some financial records as well, which is quite weird. He knew where all of us lived. Um, he then he got some photos of me doing like like having like coffee with various people, having dinner with a few people. Um, he, what else did he do? He, he caught me uh, singing in my, with my choir. That's my, that's what I like to do. I like singing. So I'm in, I'm in a choir. Shout out to the Adam Street Singers. Um, <laughs> and so we were doing like some sort of like Christmas gig. End ups covers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can we do? Can I do Dappy's bit, please? Um, this is for my dad. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, you got me doing that, but I was like, that the reason why I, I wanted him to do it because I was just generally interested in what he could find. I didn't think there were any there were any like proper skeletons in the closet. I I would love that to happen to me. I really would love. I would love to see what they could find. Would you? Yeah. But there are skeletons in your closet. Not loads. <laughs> <laughs> Some, yeah, but not like, like the wife. The home Wi-Fi password is mental. Yeah, it, did he get anything that you're a bit like, oh, I wish you didn't know that? No, not really. But that's because we didn't pay him to keep digging. Like we 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 paid him an amount to find out some information, and he found out that information. Um, and like we we omitted some things from the uh, from the video from the edit that like he did find out, and I was like, oh. I'd- didn't want you to know about that. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> just like personal things like, also do they do like little package deals so like- he yeah he, he he did a package like we, we we pay him a little bit more money to just kind of do some hacking as well go go on then off you go wow. off you pop so yeah scary it's really scary it <laughs> actually i also get dms from people being like um do you have the contact of your of your private investigator <laughs> i'm now just an agent for for private <laughs> to be fair it would be a really cool guest for us yeah, but to it, have a private it's anonymous though, or a retired one, a retired one. But maybe they, maybe they like sign a pact where you can never truly give the secrets away. But a lot of the time, it is like a lot of the time, it's not that sexy. It's a lot of times just set, sitting in a car and just just watching a house. Yeah, but how's he getting your Wi-Fi password I, from your I car? I don't know. Well, that's the hacking side of it. That's I the imagine. hacking side of it. He hasn't gone in his house and read his router. Oh, did he? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> is it printed on the back? It is printed on yeah. the back. <laughs> is he allowed? I don't think he's allowed to break in. Right. Well, we definitely didn't tell Physically. him that he was allowed to break in. Right. <laughs> other than on the internet. Other than other than the the World Wide Web. Didn't you get married for a video? Yeah. <laughs> Got married for a video. Uh, I loved. I just love the idea. There's a few people out there. That, uh, just a small percentage of people who don't know who you are that are listening to this. Yeah. Love it. I got married. For, I've been married twice actually. Uh, and my girlfriend has now banned me from marrying people. <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, it wasn't until you did the second one that she went, okay, that's enough. Yeah, I did the first one. She was like, oh, I really wish you hadn't done that. And I did the second one and she was like, no, please stop doing that. So are you twice divorced? I'm a t- yeah, two-time ta- two divorcee. I think one of them is an annulment and one of them is a divorce. Yeah, because in the one where you married the guy, yeah. you, it can, you, you discovered at the end of the video that you, you can't have- get annulments <laughs> for homosexual marriages, which I didn't realise was a thing. So 
Annulment basically means the, the marriage never happened. There was no consecration of the marriage. Giggity. Um, and so there's like... No, basically didn't happen it's, it's like a no takes his back he's ah no didn't, didn't happen <laughs> that's an annulment whereas a divorce like you have to wait a year in order to get divorced oh but they they can't annul they uh, couldn't annul that in they the couldn't they couldn't so so the, the, I got married first to a guy who was a member of the royal he was connected to the royal family he was a direct descendant of like Charles II I think so I wanted to become a member of the royal family so I married him and we got all the papers all that signed um, and then realised when I went to go annul it, that you can't do it. So how how marriage. did you do it in the end? We I paid a lawyer a lot of money to to help me out, and he managed to get me a divorce quicker than a year. Really? Yeah. How? Did, but what about if this guy you married just wanted to take half your earnings? That was also a big possibility. He could have done that, but he was he was a really sweet guy. He was. Uh, <laughs> I've been your husband to him since. was a really sweet guy. Uh, I've known him very once since. <laughs> That's your ex-husband. My ex-husband. Yeah, yeah. He was he was lovely. He was a guy from Edinburgh, um, and he was one of me, posh boy, um, and we call him Hooray Henrys, um, and met him. He was lovely, and he was just I think he was just excited to be in a video. He's yeah, like, yeah, great. He brought his mate as well. Oh, was, did he know who you were? Yeah, he knew who I was, okay. which which helped. Yeah, um, and. We just got married uh, outside <laughs> outside a church. Uh, Did you share a first kiss? Uh, on the cheek. Mm. Yeah. I know. Frigid. Yeah, mm. I know. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> we, we got married outside the church by a registrar. And then we had our honeymoon. We had a kebab. And then we got divorced. Oh, we, got, we, we tried to get annulled. Um, and so, yeah, but so he could have, he could have, like, if, if he would have been quite a long play if he then had, like, te- he had like, loads of lawyers behind him and be like, not so far. <laughs> then you find out he's got a YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, exactly. That would have been how I took half of your subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> would have been called, yeah. So, surely, Mr. Doing... Mr. Mr. Fosh, uh, the, the channel, yeah. Doing all of this must cost you so much money. You just said you've had to put that money into the lawyers. Yeah. Money into the private investigators. Yeah, I do spend a lot of money on, on, on videos. But feel worth it? Yeah, I think because it's it's being able to do things that genuinely wouldn't have been possible without it. Like the, the Iceland video, we spent, that was a video that was probably, we probably spent like 12, 13,000 pounds on it in total. And we didn't get a sponsor for it. Because I didn't what I thought that like it needed it's such it was such an important video for me as like a large bit of the channel that I didn't want to suddenly go and thank you so much to NordVPN. Um, <laughs> you could have got the company who did the curries sponsor Iceland, but like those big companies they take bloody ages. They, yeah. they, and I wanted to have it turn around in four days. Like it's going up, so um, that that cost a lot of money. But then there are some videos which like we get a brand on and they managed to make a little bit more than, than, than we paid for it. So, um, the, the channel, the channel's still kind of surviving and thriving. Like I get to, I've got two full-time staff. I pay myself a full-time wage and a little bit left over to do some, some, some fun, stupid things. So, yeah. It's great stuff, mate. What's your, what's your personal favorite video you've right let's not say the volcano because i'll say the volcano recency bias absolutely actually that is true um i'll just have a look because they often like kind of see ones oh that was that was really fun um i think the yeah probably um hiring hiring a talking parrot to bet for me in vegas was a lot of fun so we wanted, we realised, you know, like you see all of those at the World Cup mainly, they get animals, the, the mystic 
Octop- yeah. octopus yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all is just like picking just like some food in a crate and then it <laughs> happens to get it right because they just post both options after the fact. <laughs> See, he got it right. Um, so I thought, what about like, let's add some stakes to this and actually see whether it can win money. So that was all the idea was. Mm-hmm. Then we thought, okay, how does, a, how does an animal bet for you? Like it either points or it can give a command. So then we thought about like a dog barking then... I think my producer, well, why don't we just use a parrot? So I thought, okay, where's the where's the gambling capital of the world? Vegas. So then we had to find a parrot in Vegas and a casino that would let us do it. So we got in contact with a guy called Joe the Birdman, <laughs> who he's been like working with animals for like 40 years uh, in, in Vegas. And Joe was great. He probably doesn't watch Happy Hours. I probably can't say this. Joe, Joe was fantastic, but... Joe also had some some very uh, some some very interesting views on owning exotic animals. Oh, <laughs> and so like he was talking, he was grumbling a lot during the day about how Vegas is like cutting down on ownership of like lions and tigers, and like it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's just something. Like, no, it sounds about right. Actually, <laughs> no, it's quite, quite a sensible thing to do. Tiger King was called Joe as well. Yeah. But like he, he was part of like that group in America. Oh wow! Like he, I think he like that knows a lot of the, the the people in in all of the exotic animal world. Right, right. Um, and he brought his his animal called Pablo, his his little parrot. Um, Pablo was great. Like Pablo didn't have a like a lead or anything. He was just kind of like sat on Joe's arm the whole time. Would he go on your arm? Uh, it went on my arm, but we then realised that we needed him. So we said we got to a, we got to a casino. We found a casino that would let us do it. It wasn't on the strip, was it? You didn't. You, none we, of the we, big ones. None of the big ones said yes. Right. So we went downtown. Would you? Um, so so for the big ones, yeah. Would you go in there and ask them, or would you email them ahead of time? We did a little bit of both. Right. Okay. So we did a bit of emailing, and we realised that it was going to be a no. And then a, f- a few of them actually said like, "Oh, on the day, just go and ask the pit boss." Right. So then we did go in and ask the pit boss and they were like, no. Right. What so, was their reasoning just to have an animal in there? Or? I think they just didn't want, it's easier for them to say no. And when, especially when they fit here, like we're filming for a YouTube video as well. They're just, it's so much easier for them to be like, no, we don't want it to inconvenience other guests. We don't want you to take up loads of like the bay space. So they were all pretty against it. And then the Bloomin' Plaza, love the plaza, baby. They were like, yeah, how many tables do you want? <laughs> Come on in. Um, and so we had a little stand for Pablo and he sat next to me and he had been taught by Joe to give a command when either he could he could nod and say yes or shake his head and say no. Perfect, that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. And he'd been trained that whenever I said like the words red or black, that he would give a random command of either yes or no. So I would say to him like 200 on red, and he'd go, no. So I put, <laughs> so put 200 on black. Right. And we started betting. And we got out like three or four, three or four thousand dollars worth in chips. And the table maximum was two and a half grand. And we started out with like two or three hundred dollar bets. And Pablo won every single bet. So he won seven in a row. What? He was just going, yeah, red. No. <laughs> yeah. And like just these chips were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we'd written in like the story structure beforehand, like we need to have like the the high moment, but we also need to have the low moment. Yeah. And I was like, we're not gonna have a low moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh uh, yeah. Because when I watched it, I love that video. I think that's such a good idea. 
I didn't know if it had been rigged a bit. No. I didn't know if, like... Genuinely, the parrot got seven in a row off the bat. Like, and and the first three, you're like, ah, oh, no, no, then we'll have, like... And he's like, kept going. Another three. Another one. And, and these are the 50-50 split these are colours. The, it, was, it was a double zero. So there were... So it was red, black, and then, like, green. But there Oh, so it's about, like, 48%. Yeah, yeah. So 48% chance. Um, and so... Because I, I, I watched a video last night on um, roulette odds, and I think to get to get six or eight colours in a row, let's say six, to get six in a row, I think it's one in 265, roughly, yeah. give or take. So seven's going to be way, way more than... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's because it's, like, not, not like half times a 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 half. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, do... Do 0.5 times 0. Uh, can you just do 0.5 times 7? No. He's asking chat GPT. Oh, Jack's go to now. What are the odds? What, of, getting of getting seven coin flips in a row? Seven. No, because no, you've got the zeros. Oh, fine. Yeah. Seven. Um, seven correct color. In blackjack. Colors. Roulette. In, in roulette. Oh, sorry, in, in roulette. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see what it says. There you go. 1.84% chance of getting seven correct colours in a row. There you go. Absolutely <laughs> insane. And he just, he just, Pablo was absolutely smashing it. He also shot on the floor and um, <laughs> he also would take, he would like, he often does like with Joe, he would do this thing where he'd take off, fly around the entire casino floor and then land back on the, uh, on the little plinth. So it was like the most bad, he would win. He would like take off and see him fly around the entire casino. And then he just lands straight back again. Imagine being in that casino yeah. as just someone else. It was good. The owner was there as well. The owner came down after a while and he was like, oh yeah, let me check this out. A great guy called Jonathan. And he just like was just flying around and then would sit back and he, <laughs> Jonathan looks at like Joe's like, he's, he's not going to fly away, is he? And Joe's like, no, no, he'll be fine. Um, and then, so, I, and then also, I, this guy had let me into the casino with a parrot and I was winning loads of cash. Did, so, he, did he think that something was up at that point? Well, I, no, because he was, Croupier was doing the dealing. So all I was doing was just like, you know, getting the answers from a parrot. Yeah, it's not exactly a game you can cheat on, is it? No, really? no. Um, and, and then and then did you eventually lose? So then we so we won seven in a row and then he started to lose a bit and I put on the like higher amounts. I mean, classic gambling, then I started losing. <laughs> right. um, and then we had enough for the table maximum, which was two and a half thousand dollars. And I thought, okay, this is the big finale. I've got, I've got to put all of it on one color. So I put it on, I can't remember which color I put it on. And Pablo, Pablo took ages to decide. <laughs> it was a big decision. He took, decision. like, I had to ask him like four times. The, 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 the wheel was spinning around and I was like, red? There's nothing. Black? Red? Red? Yeah. Okay. Fucking go for it. So he put it on and it just, it just came in. And I was like, amazing. And at that moment I thought we've, We'd we'd made we'd made some. I think I'd I'd gone in there with four thousand. I left with five thousand. Right. So we'd made like some some good money. But I also thought, oh, this is this is absolutely perfect for the video as well. But it's always been great. And had, had it had it last, would you have wanted to redo it? I probably would have like had to. Yeah. And that's what I probably would have had to keep going like a huge a huge bet <laughs> until so we would have won. Perfect. Yeah, it just worked out absolutely perfectly. And then we got a limo and went down the strip with with Pablo. 
And That's he, amazing. And he bit me actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he bit me. We were again on the strip, and like he was on. Well, I was sat on the seat, and he was kind of sat on the on the, the shoulder rest of the seat next to me. And I tried to get him to get on my arm, and he just like had <laughs> enough. Had a chunk of my hand. I love it, Max. It's so good to see you doing so well. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, and you guys. Look at this. This is this is. Uh, You're at the Virgin table. The Virgin oh, stop table. Stop telling people that. It's a big yellow V. It's a big yellow V. What else could it stand for? You know words. Could be an upside down A. There's no, there's no bridge. What? Oh, there's no bridge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, v or a U or an N for the viewers because they see it the other way around. The big nonce table. <laughs> Great. There you go. There we go. Max, um, up, uh, upcoming videos. Yeah. Right? You can't tell us your ideas. Oh, I know I can. Can you? Yeah, why not? Come on then. Yeah, because if someone else does it, be like, well, oh, you stole it from Happy Hour. And also they will like, yeah. Um, I'm trying to water ski behind the back of a cruise ship. And <laughs> um, I said this earlier, I'm bringing an SAS squadron to my friend's paintball party. Um, I have managed to uh, legally commit armed robbery against my sister. <laughs> <laughs> She she gets a bad end. She gets yeah, a bad, bad bless her, but yeah. she uh, she's she's great about it. Um, I managed to convince her that I had won a whale watching excursion, and I took her twelve miles out off the coast of the UK and into into international waters and robbed her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have uh, I cooked a, uh, a I, I stole um, all of the frozen meals that the grandmother of subscriber of mine had in her freezer and then um, invited her to a fancy restaurant and served her her frozen meals good, back to her good, good. just like what Michael McIntyre did <laughs> but he did that ages ago so let me give it a go <laughs> um, so yeah we've got those um, I'm trying to think if there are any more no those are the, those are the four that I've got in the, in the pipeline at the moment superb anything anything coming up in 2023 not not video related not in 2023 um i'm thinking uh, this is not uh, i'm still kind of talking to kind of various kind of producers and stuff but i'm looking at another another tour lovely another, tour, another show um potentially a bit of a, a worldwide number um the us australia a bit of northern europe as well so 2024 Get your ticks. I basically just got jealous watching these guys do Happy Hour Live again. I thought, God, it's really fun. I want to. It's so fun. I you went, you I, went, I could do that, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I doing much bigger venues than me, that's for sure. <laughs> Love it, mate. Well, have you got anything you want to add, Stevie? Do you think there'll ever be a day that you just sit and look at your channel and think, I've done it. I'm done. There's nothing more I can probably, do. Probably. I probably will be done at some point. Uh, <laughs> be like, nah, there's, there's not, literally I'll be the there's nothing left meme. Um, and... <laughs> I'll I'll probably pack it in, but I'll probably then continue doing something really, really silly. Uh, I'm not sure what that is just yet. You could go film the biggest shit. Yeah, there you go. Could which you? Is the reference is something that wasn't even on the podcast. No, now I look mental. Max Fosh, Jack makes happy hour podcast with me, Jack mate, Stevie White, and the man himself. Yeah, so much, thanks guys. See you in a few days. Happy hour.